Hello! So are you intrigued to know how to get past procrastination and past self-sabotage so that you don't kill off your side hustles chances? If you have listened to episode eight, which was last week's podcast episode, then welcome back. And I'm going to be giving you some really actionable insights into how to get past those self-sabotaging behaviors. If you haven't listened yet, then I strongly recommend you go back check in with episode eight, which was from the 28th of October, and then come back here because this is part two of a two-part series. Anyway, without further ado, let's get going with today's episode. Welcome, welcome, and hello again to all my listeners of the Resign and Shine podcast, and particularly those of you who have listened to part one of this two-parter. As I said on the intro, if you haven't listened to it yet, go back and find it in your podcast apps, because it will make more sense to do it in that order. And well done to those of you who are back and who are committing to getting past those saboteurs, getting past procrastination and all those other self-sabotaging behaviours and thought processes that you know are holding you back from creating that amazing business success and really turning that side hustle into something fantastic for you that can become your main earner and your main story in your business life and in your work life. And I know you're here, so I know that you're dedicated to ditching those saboteurs for good. And so in today's episode, unlike last week where we talked a lot about what procrastination is, why it's so harmful, what self-sabotage is and why that's so harmful and what that incorporates, today I'm going to share parts of the unique solution with you that I really share with my clients in my coaching work. And I'm going to offer as part of that some really, really actionable steps. And the work that I do with my clients really does aim to put procrastination and all other self-sabotaging behaviours firmly into the past. So if this is hugely relevant to you, if it really resonates and you'd like to work with me, this is something I do. I coach corporate high flyers who want to achieve a progressive mindset, who want to ditch all of those self-sabotaging behaviours so that they can fire their boss and really make their business a full-time success story. And together in partnership, we create the conditions and the foundations needed to step into the role of mission-led CEO so that you and your purpose-driven, hugely important and impactful business can finally thrive both for you and your lifestyle and your family and your desires and dreams but also for the wider impact that it has out there in the world with you know the world we're in at the moment I am passionate about getting more female entrepreneurs into orbit about helping people really reach their business owning dreams because you know this world needs some change it needs mixing up and my purpose-led corporate stars with their side hustles are absolutely in the in the right line of business to make change. So if you'd like to see how we might work together, then take a look in the show notes. You can click on the link, which is calendly.com forward slash Lucy Orton, and you can book yourself in for a clarity call with me. Um, I usually have some availability each week, but do make sure that you book onto a call that way. That's the best way of making sure that I can fit you in and we can have that chat about how your purpose-led business could be going off into orbit and really moving you away from anything that's holding you back. 
So on with today's podcast. And today I'm going to be talking about three steps, three ways that you can really ditch and get rid of procrastination and self-sabotage. Firstly, I'll be talking about step one, which is all around self-kindness and self-kindness as really your mindset foundation for everything. Um, This is something I'm hugely passionate about. If we don't get this right, this foundational piece of being compassionate and being kind and being just really to ourselves, then we can't move on with our amazing businesses. And actually we will hold ourselves back in our entire lives, let alone ever being able to get this side hustle into the the place in, in your life and in the world that it really deserves to be. So that is step one. Step two is all about quitting procrastination and instead engaging in awesome action, which is also imperfect. And remember, we talked about that in a previous podcast too. But the important thing is action is absolute kryptonite to procrastination. It's the opposite and it really does help. It helps us move on and it helps us really progress our business forward and progress our mindset into a much more progressive, much more healthy, much more beneficial uh, space. So that will be step two. And step three, the final step of today's podcast, is going to be all about eradicating the mindset gremlins holding you back. And I will go into detail about ways that you can do that, some really specific tips and techniques that you can employ to get rid of those mindset saboteurs, get rid of those gremlins, and really start to clear your mind for success and get yourself ready to make awesome uh, progress and take awesome action in your business. So step one, self-kindness as your mindset foundation. And you may be thinking, what's that got to do with procrastination? How is that the, you know, how is that the first thing that I need to deal with? Well, can I just make an educated guess when I think about who I'm talking to here, when I think about my podcast listeners, and I know that you really reflect the same kind of purpose-driven, talented women as my clients. So can I make this guess that from my decades of experience of working with people like you, women and high achievers and thoughtful, talented people like you, can I ask you, are you an amazing friend? Do you often go the extra mile? Are you a brilliant partner, an amazingly attentive sister, daughter? Are you the go-to colleague for doing things right or helping people when, they're, when they've got a need that you know that you can attend to? Are you someone who finds it really easy to believe in the potential for success of those around you, of almost everyone around you? Do you see the good in people? And do you find it easy to offer words of encouragement or to support others? And does that kind of come easily to you? Like just it's a natural state. So most of my gorgeous clients absolutely fit that description. They are those kind of women. They are great friends. They are great partners. They go the extra mile in their work. They work hard at what they do. They're talented, but they're also giving. Now, can I ask you another question? Do you extend the same consideration, the same belief, and that same compassion and kindness when you're talking to yourself? 
Do you offer yourself heaps of praise? Do you give yourself encouragement? And do you give yourself unstinting support when you're trying something new or setting new goals? Because that's often how my clients treat their friends and those around them. They have a plentiful supply of support, encouragement, kind of buoyancy to give out to those who are in their orbit. Do you acknowledge your own abilities though? Do you see your own massive potential? And do you see the potential and the potential because of you that your business and your business plans have? Do you talk, and I know I'm asking a lot of questions here, but can I ask you if you talk to yourself with an unconditional air of love and friendship? Now, that question can be quite a truth bomb moment for my clients when I ask them because they'll often say to me, gosh, no, no, I don't. And actually, the way I speak to myself, I wouldn't dream of speaking to my best friend. I wouldn't dream of speaking to someone that I thought highly of. I just wouldn't do it. The way that I speak to myself is more critical, often, my clients will say, is definitely less unconditional. So by that, I mean there might be strings attached in how we speak to ourselves. We might be kind to ourselves on the days when things are going well, when we don't drop any balls, when we seem to have everything going okay for us and we're ticking our boxes and doing our duties and and, uh, making, making progress. But we're not necessarily able to extend that same level of self kindness when things go wrong. You know, sometimes I say to my clients as well, do you actually allow yourself space and grace to make mistakes? Do you allow yourself the grace to have an off day and the ability to accept yourself if you get it wrong? Because actually being able to accept mistakes that you make with grace and with kindness is absolutely fundamental to creating success going forward because we need to fail and we need to get comfortable with failing, with failing forward. And this is something I've talked about again before, but it is crucially important. And I'm conscious that I am throwing a bit of a barrage of questions at you today, But the final one I'd ask you is, how would you describe the tone of your inner voice? The tone of that chatter that you have with yourself, is it critical or is it radically kind? And that really brings me on to my next point, which is that radical kindness, radical self-kindness can absolutely transform your success. And the reasons for this are several and they're very, very important. And the first one that I like to bring up with my clients is you are absolutely with yourself 24-7. There isn't a moment when you're not there. (laughs) You are by your side and therefore you are by far the biggest influencer in your own life and in your everyday. You know, as days go by, you are the one, you are the constant. And so by shifting the way that you speak to yourself every day and every moment of every day, you can actually revolutionize your ability to have a nice life, firstly, but importantly, in terms of your business success, you can really revolutionize your chances of taking action because you're going to be much more ready to make brave changes and to try things out if you're being your own best friend and your own best cheerleader. It's just going to go hand in hand. It's going to really, really help you push yourself forward. 
And this is why I look at self-kindness as a real mindset foundation, especially in terms of digging into what is causing the procrastination. And often it is that negative inner dialogue, those things that we say to ourselves that are not kind and not supportive and not forgiving. And if you can use simple but radical self-kindness in that inner voice, in that internal monologue that you have running a lot of the day, then it really does get to the heart of banishing those mindset saboteurs. And my tip is for really starting to overcome any negativity and really starting to layer on self-kindness in your self-talk is question yourself. If you're thinking something about your business, if you're worrying about your abilities to do X, Y, or Z, ask yourself, would I say this or would I question myself like this if I were talking to a dear friend? Would I say it to a friend with grace and ease and kindness and supportive friendship and camaraderie? So if the answer is yes, by all means, go ahead and say that to yourself. Think that process through. But if you wouldn't say it to your dearest friend, then I really, really implore you to never say it to yourself. Because really, that is a good measure. How we are being with those around us is how we should be being with ourselves every single day. And often when we're not, we can create this procrastination loop where we just don't feel good enough, we don't feel capable, we don't feel talented and we question our abilities and we question things that we would never question if someone was sat in front of us and asking us if they had this same issue. We would say, of course you don't. You know, it's clear to me and here is the evidence. So really consider that. If you wouldn't say it to your friend, never say it to yourself. Now on to step two of today's podcast, which is to quit procrastination and instead engage in awesome action. So we've talked before about imperfect action, but what I want to talk about today is that imperfect action, any action, doesn't even have to be imperfect. It could be terrible action. It could be amazing action. Action of any type is 100% more likely to move you and your business forward than doing nothing and staying stuck. Because even if it's awful, you'll learn from it. You'll scratch that and try something different. Action keeps you moving. It keeps you in that traction and that trajectory towards your goals. But yeah, sometimes it can be hard to step out of this perfectionist mindset, even though studies and experiences show us, as I talked about a couple of podcast episodes ago, that perfectionism really does hold people back. It's not a good problem to have. It's definitely not a virtue and it leads to inaction and it is toxic to making the kind of bold leaps in life that we need to make if we are business owners, if we are trying to create a mission and something really impactful in the world. It really is such a negative thing to bring into your life and it is the absolute opposite of action. So when we issue perfectionism and we instead take action wherever we can, when we're thoughtful about what that action is, sure, and we reflect on what the next most important task to do is, yep, but the important part here is that we are progressing forward 
that we are taking regular action and that we are not getting stuck in that static of doing nothing because that really is so negative to our mindsets and it's certainly negative to moving our business forward in any way, shape or form. So when you can embrace the discomfort of taking an action that you're not 100% sure of, you will really find that that drives your business forward. And it's a really propelling force. So next time you catch yourself avoiding something because it feels too hard, or you're worrying that you won't get it right on your first attempt, try and push past that discomfort and give the thing a go anyway. Because when we can embrace that out of our comfort zone feeling and remember that done is better than perfect, as I've said before, we really can start to make proper progress. And one surefire way of questioning whether something is procrastination, whether we are holding ourselves back from doing the thing that we need to be doing, is if you find yourself holding back and not doing something, if you're suspecting that there's some procrastination going on and underneath it is perhaps a worry about whether you you can do this a great way or whether this is an ideal action to take next, ask yourself, does this help future me? Does this questioning and overanalyzing, overthinking or refusal to act help future me? And If it doesn't, then you can ditch that distraction rabbit hole and you can instead move on to doing something that will genuinely help you now or in six months or six years time. So what I suggest to some of my clients is that you write the phrase, does this help future me in a prominent place in your office and your journal, stick it on your computer and or on your phone. And with every task that you say yes to, keep that future purpose-driven, empowered CEO you front and centre in your mind. Start to act like that person and think like that person who's already doing this, who's already feeling so on top of their business, who's feeling like this is their main success story and their main earner and really position yourself as that person now by questioning when that procrastination sets in, is this helping future me? And if the answer is no, you, you know what to do next. You need to take that first step, that first bit of imperfect action and really move yourself forwards. So that brings me to step three, which is the all-encompassing eradicate the mindset gremlins holding you back. And I know that sounds like a big deal. That sounds like um, a lot of things to get rid of in one fell swoop. And, And obviously, I'm not suggesting that I'm going to explain to you in the next three minutes how to get rid of every single mindset gremlin. That's something that I do with my clients and we work on the specific and bespoke areas of difficulty that they have. But I can give you a good overview of how to start challenging those mindset gremlins and how to start challenging that self-sabotaging behaviour and those self-sabotaging thinking patterns. So I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have this burning desire to make a change. I've absolutely been in your shoes and stuck in that corporate job or in that business that's not quite working and desperate to move on to the next thing and make a real difference in the world and get rid of that boss, get rid of that part of your working life that just doesn't fit anymore. And I know that 
my clients like yourselves all are really ready and willing to up-level their fledgling businesses so that it's finally their entire focus. And it's not something that you just have to squish into the edges of a packed workday because that is a really tricky way to live for you know many years and even months. That's quite a, a difficult balance to strike and people do it, but it's not an easy route. So I know that that is a kind of key desire for my clients and my listeners, but the struggle is real in terms of fighting against all the reasons that you're telling yourself that it's not going to work, all the reasons that you're saying you can't, you can't make it work, you know, with you at the helm, this is not going to happen. And so let's talk about what it is that holds us back. What is it that keeps us small? What stops us changing that narrative of all that we are and all that we can be, all of the potential that we have? And there are so many reasons why we can find it so hard to take action. And this feeds into the previous point about, you know, action is absolutely the enemy of procrastination. Whenever we can take action, we are defeating an element of a mindset saboteur. But even when we want to, and even when it's something as important to our hearts as up-leveling our purpose-led business, it can be really difficult to take action. And this is often bound up in the fact that we are consumed by limiting beliefs. And just to give you some examples, there are endless examples of limiting beliefs and you find new ones when you unpack old ones and you keep finding them. I still find them today when I'm when I'm progressing my business, when I'm working on my own mindset. But just to give you some really common examples of limiting beliefs. I'm too old. That is a really key one. It comes up all the time and connected to that it's too late like I've just left it too late I'm stuck I've got to stay on this treadmill I've got to stay in this trajectory I can keep my side hustle but I can't step off the corporate ladder because you know what would happen what if I couldn't get back on and this is a real kind of worry for my client group another limiting belief that I hear often is who am I to think I can do this like I look at other people and I accept that they can do it. But who am I to think that I'm as good as them? Or rather, they just must be better than me. And this is something that comes up a lot. Instead of looking at someone else and thinking, if they can do it, I bloody well can do it, which is my general approach. Often clients will look and say, no, 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 they clearly have something I don't have. They clearly are on a different level to me. And and I can't I can't be like that. I can't fall into that um, role. I'm not empowered enough. I'm not confident enough. I'm not able to be so visible. Another, and that's a really, really important one. That's something I shouldn't gloss over because it really is one that holds us back and something that we need to dig into. And it really leads into that feeling of not being good enough. And that, again, is another limiting belief because what is good enough? Who says that you have to be some you know, paragon of uh, ability and perfection and uh, talent, even though I know that you are very talented and you've got so many skills, but no one actually expects you to get everything right all the time or everything right from the get-go. And actually great leaders and great business owners are those who accept that life is lifelong learning. Life is reflection. Life is improvement. Life is is pivoting and twisting and doing things slightly differently. 
So a few more examples of limiting beliefs are, I haven't got time to give it a shot. I haven't got time in my day. And often that really is a limiting belief because if someone said to you, you know, you've got to find two hours in your day to go for a daily walk or, you know, your heart will give up on you, you would find those two hours. And I'm not saying it's easy, but I am saying that we can always find time for our biggest dreams. There's always a way. Um, So that is definitely a a key limiting belief. And one final limiting belief, which I wanted to talk about is, I don't want to leave my corporate comfort zone. It's too nice. And again, when we question that, when we dig into that, sure, there might be some people who love their corporate job so much that their side hustle will only ever be a side hustle. But the clients that I work with, that is not the case. They really are ready to switch into full-time CEO mode. They want to be that entrepreneur. They want to have that uh, limitless income, that limitless freedom. They want to be able to be their own boss and they're ready. So actually fearing leaving that corporate comfort zone is a limiting belief for them. It's not something which speaks to the truth of what they feel every day. So remember in previous podcasts, I've talked about that focus on the negative, that negativity bias. And the fact that left unattended, our brains do have this annoying sway to the negative or to problems. And that is where these limiting beliefs often come from. But we need to remember that when we focus on those limiting beliefs and when we look for what we fear, we will absolutely find it. So instead, we have to work towards defeating the mindset saboteurs. And this will look slightly different for everyone. But As a daring, purpose-driven CEO, you have to work to remove lots of things from your mental repertoire. So as I say, you've got this skew to the the negative or a bias to the negative. So you do have to work to remove elements of that from your own thought processes and your own mindset. So some examples of what we need to work on and what we need to get rid of is that lack of self-belief and moving away from that into a position of true belief in our own skills, and that we are capable of anything. We are capable of so very much. That's a really key one to eradicate. Imposter syndrome is another massive one. It's something I talk about almost every day. It comes up in different ways to different people at different stages of their life, and it it rears its ugly head on the regular. It's something that really does come up frequently. So that's a key one to move past. Fear of failure, um, which is clear when we struggle with taking action because we worry about getting things wrong. That is really part of uh, the mental repertoire that we want to get rid of. We don't want that coming up again and again in our thought processes when we're trying to move our businesses forward because it absolutely will sabotage us. Another example is the loss of identity if we leave our job or the connection between our job and our identity. And again, this is something I work with my clients to decouple and to say, this is not you. You are so much more than your job. And and that can mean you've had a very satisfying career, but that doesn't mean it's who you are. And you can have so many more elements to your identity and you can recreate that identity anytime you choose. Another Uh, element of our mental repertoire that we work really hard on when I work with my clients one-to-one is that fear of what others think. That worry about people thinking we're getting too big for our boots, people thinking we're not worthy. Oftentimes, 
No one is saying this stuff. It's in our head. Sometimes, especially those really close to us, and it might be family members or really very, very old friends, for example, they do express this kind of um, judgment in terms of what we're doing. But the vast majority of time, it's just our fear of what other people might be thinking that holds us back. And that's something that we really tackle. And it's really, really important to tackle. Also, not being an awesome friend to yourself. That is is an absolute saboteur there and then. And that's something that we talked about, obviously, in step one. But it's something that is worth picking up each and every time you find it. And connected to that is that fear of being ourselves and fear of accepting ourselves, really. Like that that feels really radical. It is radical sometimes in this world that tells us we should be thin, we should be rich, we should have our skin a certain uh, glow or we should, you know, be have some kind of airbrushed way about us. That is not the case, but it can seem really radical to accept ourselves as, as who we are. But when we can marry those two things together, when we can be an awesome friend to ourselves and when we can get past that fear of showing up exactly as we are, then amazing, amazing things happen. So to make your transition to purpose-driven CEO as rapid as possible, my top tip is that you really challenge any negative or unhelpful beliefs and you also repeat some positive mantras so you kind of do the opposite you need to feed your brain with some positive ideas about who you are and how powerful worthy and awesome you are so I've got examples I have endless examples of mantras but I'll give you a couple now that might be worth considering in terms of rewiring that brain of yours so here are some examples I am so much more than my job title. I am so much more than my pay packet. I am powerful. I am worthy. I have crazy important gifts to share with the world. I can do anything I set my mind to. I can challenge the rules. I certainly can play big. I can live my mission. My mindset will make my business happen. So I really hope that this week's episode has given you lots of food for thought. It's been a long one, but this is a topic that is so deep and it has so many facets to it. So I couldn't really make it any shorter today, I'm afraid. But if if you have enjoyed it, consider leaving me a review, consider leaving me a rating and also let me know. Send me a message to lucy at lucyorton.com or ping me a DM over on Instagram or LinkedIn. And if you are in need of that extra support and that rock solid accountability and you want to discover how I can help you develop your own progressive mindset and really get your business into orbit and transform your mindset and fire your boss, then do book in for a call and find the link within the show notes or just go straight to calendly.com forward slash Lucy Orton. I have had an awesome time making today's podcast and I really look forward to seeing you at the same time next week. Bye for now.